Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Wild, Messy, Infinite Love. My name is Eric Snader. I am your host. I am the writer of this podcast, and I've been AWOL for the last seven months. Um, And we're going to talk about that a little bit in this, the 36th episode titled A Bit About Starting. So we're we're going to be talking all about that. Um, I can't really go too much into detail right now about what I've been up to or what I haven't been up to for the last seven months, just because I don't want this intro to be an hour long. A lot has happened. But with that being said, before we get into the podcast, I do want to share a couple big updates that I have for you, mostly that I now have, the two of them are, I have a TikTok and I also have a website that you can go to. Both are titled Eric Snader Coaching. So if you go to TikTok and search at Eric Snader Coaching, all one word, you'll find my TikTok. And if you go to www.ericsnadercoaching.com, you'll find my website. Um, if in terms of my TikTok, um, that's sort of short form, another another medium through which I could be engaging with you and sharing some of my my thoughts, some of my some of the ideas that I have throughout the day. Um, right now, I'm doing a project of writing a poem once every single day for a year. So I'm about forty days into that now. Woo, woo, woo. I started at the beginning of February, um, so that's that's an absolute blast. I'm having a ball with that. And then on my website, I have a blog. I will be posting my podcasts onto my website as well. In addition to Podbean and iTunes and Spotify and all the other places that you can get my podcast at. Um, In addition, I am happy to announce that I am also seeing clients. Um, I I have availability open for anyone who is seeking spiritual direction and or life coaching. Um, So you can find more information about that at my website. If you're not sure, uh, but you're interested in learning a little bit more, I do have a free 30-minute consultation that I'm able to do with each and every one of you. Um, You can sign up for one of those on my website. I'd be more than happy to chat with you about what spiritual direction is, what life coaching is, and sort of help you figure out what it is that you might be looking for and what it is that might be most helpful to you. So be sure to go to www.ericsnadercoaching.com to find out more about that. But without further ado, let's get into this 36th episode because friends, you've been waiting seven months. I've been waiting seven months. So let's talk about it. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So, in today's episode, I want to start with a story. Um, it's a pretty common story, and it's a story that you might actually know pretty well yourself. Um, if especially if you're living on the East Coast in 2021, um, this past winter was 
pretty cold. It was uh, pretty snowy, pretty gross, pretty yucky. Not very nice weather to be walking around in. Um, especially, especially here in Virginia. And I am someone who likes to move. I'm someone who really likes to get outside, be in nature, be in my body. Um, I haven't, haven't really been able to do that much this winter just because it's been so gross and cold and nasty outside. And I've definitely had some of that sad impacting me. Um, this, this winter, as I know many others are piled on top of that was everything that happened in January politically piled on top of that is the coronavirus and COVID-19 pandemic that's been racking our nation and all this other kind of stuff. It was a heavy winter, guys and gals and non-binary folk. It was a heavy winter, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, my story begins about a week and a half ago when it finally started to break and spring could actually start to be felt in the air. You know that feeling, you know, like that smell of spring of like the wet earth and like new growth and like warm air and all of it intermingling together and you just waft it and you're like, oh, spring is here. That, I love that feeling. And particularly for me coming out of winter, I'm not always the best about going out and walking every single day, but especially at the beginning of spring, there's something about it that just like yanks me out the door and gets me on my feet walking wherever it might be. Um, In this case, it's through my neighborhood. So about a week and a half ago, I was going out and... I was going for a walk and I decided to listen to uh, trusty old Rob Bell, you know, the guy who inspires me so, 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 so much. Um, And I was listening to his most recent book, Everything is Spiritual, which albeit I've read before, um, but I decided I want to go back and listen to it again to see if there's anything new that I pick up, any new angle that I didn't pick up on before, because it doesn't... Doesn't good creative work, doesn't good work in general do that to us? Doesn't a good experience do that to us where you can continue engaging with it and you pick something new up from it every time you return to it? Oh, I love it. I love it. So I decided to put on Rob Bell's audiobook for Everything is Spiritual while I was on my walk. And there was an interesting line that I didn't pick up on the first time I was listening to the book, uh, the first time I read through it, but I picked up on it this time. Uh, There was a moment early on in the book where Rob Bell is talking about his former life as a pastor and how he worked all the time. And he used this one really specific line about not being able to turn the engine off um, overworking himself, not being able to say no to people. He described it as not knowing how to turn the engine off. And that resonated with me, but not because it was something that I felt within myself, but because it was something that I didn't feel within myself. In 
Christian theology, we have this idea of negative theology, particularly in the Orthodox tradition, where you know God not by naming who or what God is, by, but by naming who or what God is not. That's, I mean, that's a really powerful idea, but how many of us come to some understanding of ourselves, of our experience, not by necessarily listening to other people who have the same experiences, although that does happen quite a bit, but by listening to someone's experience and saying, nah, that's not it, fam. That's not it. That's not me. As I look back on my life now, I, this wasn't necessarily something that I planned on saying, but as I look back on my life now, that's a lot of my experience is listening to other people and realizing, nah, that's not it. That's not me. That's not that's not the ministry that I'm being called into. That's not the area that I want to work in. That's not the place I want to be. That's not the space I want to occupy. That's not the space I want to inhabit. That's not the work that I want to do in this world. Yeah. How many of you resonate with that? Whoo! Good shit. Good shit. Um anyway, so this really this really struck me this idea of not being able to turn the engine off because i'd experienced the opposite oh i believe me when i say i know how to shut it all down i know how to go into that nothing box where i'm not thinking about anything or anyone i'm just like completely zoned out i can shut the engine off in an instant but getting me to turn it back on, whew, that's the tough stuff. That's the tough work for me. And it might be the tough work for you. It might be the tough work for you. If it is, then we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, because I'll tell you what, the past seven months, I, I, I was able to turn the engine off, but it was really hard to get back on the horse and turn it back on. Um, even now, as I'm sitting here recording this podcast, there's a little bit of me that's feeling like a little antsy, like, ah, get out of this chair, Eric. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> don't listen to those lies, friends. Don't do it. So we're, we're going to talk about some of the reasons that we sometimes feel like it's hard to get back up on the horse or why it's hard to start a new venture, a new passion, a new hobby, why it's hard to start our work in this world, why it's hard to start a new creative project, whatever that project might be, whatever that start is for you, it could be hard to turn the key and get the thing moving so let's that's what that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about in our podcast today um because there are some things that i've found that are really helpful in getting the thing moving again getting the thing started getting the engine moving so i i want to i want to i want to move i want to move on to that story from that story and talk about a car ignition 
because that's super interesting. Actually, I, th I think it's very, very interesting. Uh, but this is where my mind went to instantly when I thought of, man, I, I can't get the engine going. How does it? How does an engine go anyway? How does a car actually start? So, actually, uh, this is just from a quick Google search. So, if there are any engineers or mechanics listening to this right now, please do not flame me for not being as nuanced as you would like, or if I'm missing some steps. I'm not an expert at the mechanics and the engineering and the the finer details of how a car engine starts. But essentially, from what I picked up in a quick Google search, is that when you turn the key, when you hit that start button in your car, um, it causes a set of processes to begin wherein your car engine literally turns. And while it's turning, there's like this suction motion and everything else where it essentially takes in air into the engine. And then that air mixes with the fuel from your fuel tank. And then that fuel and the air causes a combustion. And then the combustion fires up the engine to make it move and then it keeps going over and over and over and over again to keep combusting to keep firing it's a cyclical rhythm that keeps going and going and going and going but with that being said there's a lot of complex processes when it comes to starting an engine and you as a human being in all of your units are so much more complicated and so much more integrated than a car engine, right? Imagine how many complex processes and steps there are for you to work through your creative process, for you to do the work that you're meant to do here in the world. And if one thing is off, if 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 there's a piece if there's a step in the process that's broken, it's going to cause a disturbance in the rest of the stuff. If you're, if you're not able to get the key in the keyhole to turn it in the first place, it's not going to start. But if you do get the key in the keyhole and you turn it, but then the car engine isn't going to turn and it's not taking in air, it's not going to combust, it's not going to start. If you're running on empty and your tank is doesn't have enough fuel in it, it's not going to start. If something breaks while you're in the midst of getting the engine going or you're moving and then all of a sudden thing all of a sudden something breaks or you overheat, it's going to stop and it's going to stop working. It's the same for us. It's the same for us. There are aspects of our lives where if things are out of alignment, if things are out of whack, it doesn't feel like we're running smoothly. It, sometimes it doesn't feel like we're running at all. You know, I for me, I've had a variety of reasons to feel like my engine's not starting. Sometimes I feel like I'm mess missing a step in the process. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm not even getting that key in the in the starter socket, in the keyhole. Keyhole. It's a keyhole. Um, sometimes I feel like I, like I can't even find my keys. How many of you feel that? How many of you feel like I haven't even gotten to the car yet because I have no idea where my keys are to begin with? Right? Right? Sometimes we can't even think about getting into the car because we're just not there yet. Yeah. That's part of it. That's part of it. So what what are what are some of the reasons that you're misfiring? What are some of the reasons that's keeping you from starting your engine? 
Maybe you're someone who's been burned one too many times before and the thought of putting yourself back out there is exhausting, if not straight up terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it feels like your life is on autopilot. Uh, Maybe it feels like you're just binging episode after episode after episode on Netflix and the lights aren't really on upstairs to the point where you don't even notice when that are you still watching screen pops up. You're just there, but you're not really there. Yeah. Maybe maybe you've gotten the car started, but you've gotten it stuck in a muddy ditch and you can't figure out a way to get the car out. And the more and more you spin those tires, the deeper and deeper it feels like your car is getting stuck. The deeper and deeper it feels like you're sinking. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Maybe you feel like everything's just been idle for too long. Like you've been kicked out of the lobby um that as a as a as a gamer um there are a lot of games out there where if you if you set your controller down and you walk away to do something when you get back to that game even though you had it paused it'll have kicked you out to the lobby and say sorry you've been idle too long um we we automatically kicked you out to the main menu or whatever yeah maybe maybe you just feel like i've been idle for way too long And it's just, I can't muster the strength to actually go back into this. Yeah. Maybe you're focused too closely on individual aspects of your life and you're so focused on one individual aspect of your life that you've let other aspects fall by the wayside. You've been so focused on making sure that your car is filled with oil that you forgot to check the coolant tank to make sure that it doesn't overheat. Or maybe you're on the complete other side of the spectrum where you have this sense that you have to have everything put together. You have to have everything in perfect alignment. Your entire life needs to be perfect in order for you to take that next step. Everything needs to be polished and pristine before hitting that start button. But every time you think, yeah, I have it, I have it, I have it, you notice that something isn't quite right so you have to go back to the drawing board and in some cases you just take the whole thing apart and start over from scratch again yeah what are the reasons that are keeping you from starting your engine what are some of the factors you know are you anxious are you feeling depressed Are you feeling a lack of purpose? Are you feeling like you're having more taken away from you than you're being given? Are you afraid? Fear is such a big player in this. Do you have a feeling of imposter syndrome? Who am I to do this work? Who am I to say this? Who am I to write this? Who am I to stand up and say what needs to be said? Are you battling feelings of worthlessness? Maybe you're entering into the cutting edge of something and you feel like I have no map to point me in the right direction. So how can I even begin to start? Maybe you struggle with needing to have everything perfect and everything aligned and everything figured out before you take your next step. 
maybe taking that next step means losing some control. Whoo! Talk about a sore subject. Losing control? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not it, fam. That's not it. What what is it that's keeping you from starting? I can't answer that question for you. The only thing that I have for you is follow what your body, what your emotions, what your spirit is telling you. Because it's all communicating to you. It's all integrated. And you just need to listen and follow what it's telling you. It'll, it'll tell you what's going on. It'll tell you if something's not quite firing, right? You'll know. You'll absolutely know. You'll know it from an emotional sense. You'll know it from a mental sense. You'll know it from a physical sense. Your body will show physical signs of stress. What is your body? What is your mind? What is your heart telling you? And follow it. With that being said, it's not all hopeless. <laughs> that would be one hell of a podcast for me to be like, yeah, sometimes we can't start our engines. Here's some of the depressing things that mean we can't start our engines. Okay, bye. No, of course, that's not how this podcast ends. That's not the end of the story. That's never the end of the story. Um, there are ways to work through it. There are ways to move through these areas of your life. Accept them, process them, change them, whatever it is that might need to be done. You have the ability to do so. Um, and I think the best way, the best way I could describe this next part of the podcast is the way to get the thing moving or turning or at least grinding along. It, does, it doesn't have to be smooth 100% of the time. It's not going to be smooth 100% of the time. But finding alignment really, really helps. Finding some sort of centeredness or rootedness really helps one of the things that i really struggle with is needing to have everything figured out and you know have every step planned or known and that's it's not it's not helpful it's not about getting the whole thing right or making everything perfect i sure know that this podcast isn't perfect I sure know that my poems aren't perfect. I sure know that my spiritual direction isn't 100% perfect. I sure know that the papers that I write for school aren't perfect. I sure know that my interactions with people around me aren't perfect. It's not about getting everything perfect. The way we get the engine going is not by getting out of the ditch per se or 
putting all the pieces in its exact spot, but it's about finding moments of connection, of alignment, and finding strength or perseverance or joy in those moments of true, authentic connection and pushing forward from that strength, from that rootedness, from that centeredness. One of the reasons that I mentioned going on a walk, um, I could I could have just said, oh, I was listening to Rob Bell's latest book and he said this line and that really stuck out to me. One of the reasons I mentioned going on a walk and the fact that it's springtime now is that in addition to having that sense of, oh, that's not the experience, I've, I'm able to shut the engine down, it's getting started that I have problems with. In addition to having that feeling that understanding the very fact that I was outside in this burgeoning springtime helped take me outside of myself, helped pull me outside of my mind and sort of place myself in the larger picture in the larger scope of things in the larger scope of life of the lives around me in the larger scope of my neighborhood in the larger scope of my county and my state of my country of this world of this universe of these cosmos it was like it was it was literally that that sort of progression where i was like oh my goodness i'm this person who's living in this one house in this whole neighborhood of houses so this is like a symbiotic community that i'm a part of but then this neighborhood is one neighborhood in a multitude of other neighborhoods that all make up the county that I live in. And then all these counties make up the state that I live in and all these states make up the nation. Like it was, it was that sort of progression of boom, 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 all of a sudden, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm a speck in the middle of the cosmos and somehow, some way it's good to be this speck in the cosmos. And for me, that was the moment of connection for me that sense of getting outside of myself and realizing that I'm part of a bigger story that I'm part of something much much bigger than myself that's a huge point of connection for me and helps instantly instantly root myself in being able to just let go of all the problems that I that I perceive about myself about my work about the people I interact with about all of it. It just helps it like it just shoves it all to the side and says that stuff like, yeah, it matters, but dude, not really. You know what I'm talking about? Like that sense of yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course you and all of your units and your experience. Yes, yes, yes. It's important. But at the same time, it's not bro. It's just not. Yeah. That sense of, dude, you're part of, you're part of something bigger and special. You're part of this ever-expanding universe. You're part of this ever-growing and becoming creation around you. Just release everything else because that's all that matters. That point of connection, I'll tell you what, it brought me right out of that funk it it like it was like someone stuck a a grappling hook in my chest or a plunger in my chest and just pulled me out of my body just completely excavated excavated me yanked me out took me up 
way up high. It like zoomed it all out for me. Like I felt like I was looking, I was looking at the world through a, uh, a paper towel tube. Like that's, that's how I, that's how I felt I was viewing the world for the past three or four months. And all of a sudden this yanked me out and all of a sudden I was like floating up in the sky and I could see everything around me. And for me, that was alignment. That was centeredness. That was rootedness. That was something that pulled me out of myself. And all of a sudden I was like, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I can handle this. I can handle everything else that's going around me, going on around me. I can handle this anxiety that's inside me. I can handle this nervousness that's inside me. I can handle these doubts and these fears that I have. I was able to hold it loosely. I was able to see myself within the bigger picture. Um, I was able to allow what is. I was I was able to allow it to exist as it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. That was alignment for me. And alignment looks different. Centeredness, rootedness. It looks different for everyone, but... That's a powerful place. It's a powerful place. It's a place that's able to hold everything. It's a place that's, it's a fountain flowing deep and wide. It just, it holds it all. It's like this ever increasing circle that says all these boundaries that you've placed in your life, I hold, it's, it's all held within this space. They're not separate. They're all part of the same whole. You know, you know what I'm getting at? I feel like I'm being really hippy dippy right now, but that space is like a a dry kindling, a dry clump of kindling on a on a campfire. It is bottle of lighter fluid that you just throw into a blazing like it is it is it is combustive it is compulsive it is propulsionary it's a jet engine it is a volcano that is just absolutely bursting its top off it is all of this and so 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 much more it is so energizing it is so it's an ignition. It's a combustion that just, it feels like, okay, we're moving, we're going. So what, what does alignment feel like? Because everyone's different. Everyone, everyone finds alignment differently. Some people find it through being able to zoom out. A lot of people find it through being able to zoom out. If you can, awesome. Some people find that connection and that alignment through their relationships with other people. Some people find that alignment in the work that they're doing. Whatever whatever it is. I don't I honestly don't know what it is. But whatever it is, normally, normally when we find that point of connection when we find that alignment it's almost like there's something that hums in our heart space it's something that's fueling the fire it's something that's burning within our bones it's something that carries us through the darkest of storms and the most turbulent of weather 
it's just it's inexplicable but at the same time it is something so intimately felt and intimately known and we call it by a lot of different names we call it source we call it god we call it spirit we call it being itself we call it the fabric of the universe we call it our purpose our mission i what i honestly i don't care what you call it but it's something that we all know and feel it's that shared spirit and whatever whatever you call it whatever that point of alignment is there's a rhythm that it's inviting you into and that's 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 sort of the linchpin of this whole conversation about getting the thing started because it's we have these moments of epiphany where we feel like yeah i have it together i have this moment of clarity and i'm going to push forward that's awesome but somewhere along the lo somewhere along the line somewhere along the road you're probably going to lose that clarity you're going to lose your way into the weeds again you're going to be buffeted by strong winds you're going to be capsized or knocked overboard or whatever other imagery you want to use and the way you get back up on that horse the way that you get the thing moving again the way that you get out of that ditch is returning to that moment of of alignment that moment of centeredness that moment of rootedness returning to that space that that allowed you to enter into that alignment whatever that is so for me returning to that is that return to realizing that there's more going on here than just me it's that it's that practice of zooming out instantly pulls me back into that centeredness and rootedness it's the same idea of meditative breath work where you're meditating and sometimes your monkey brain can go off and wander and think and do all these sort of things while you're trying to focus. And it's just the simple nudge or the simple reminder to return to the breath, return to that rhythm of in and out. And once we return to that, we realize there's a rhythm that we're invited into. It's, it's a rhythm that reveals it may be it may be a rhythm that reveals the fears that you've been holding on to are actually lies for instance the fear of failure that's a lie because this this fear of failure says that if you fail everything that you've worked for everything that you've done it will all be for nothing because you're a failure when in fact when we fail we are learning, we are growing, we are in the process of becoming, and that is never a waste. That is never for nothing. So maybe your rhythm is calling, bringing you into the space of recognizing these fears that I have, they're lies. This fear of failure that I have, yeah, I might fail. Yeah, that's scary, yeah, sure. But I'm gonna keep on growing. I'm going to keep on learning and the next time i i get back here i'll have i'll be better for it 
<sighs> perhaps, perhaps you have the fear of thinking you don't have anything worthwhile to say. Um, the thing is, is you and all your units is a unique phenomena in this world. Um, as Rob Bell might say, your voice has never been heard before in this universe. So share it. You're not an imposter because you can't impersonate yourself. And that's not to say that there isn't work to be done in cultivating and unearthing your own individual, individual voice. But that fear of, I don't have anything worthwhile to say, bullshit. Simple as that. It's bullshit. You absolutely have things that are worthwhile saying because you are you. Um, sometimes that rhythm can awaken us from our comatose state. It's, it's sometimes, sometimes that rhythm is making us aware that that are you still watching screen on Netflix is actually showing up and it jolts us awake and creates a disturbance in our monotony. Cause sometimes this is, this is a big piece. We oftentimes think of rhythm as like this harmonious thing that like brings us into tighter knit community that like brings us into harmony with others yeah, sometimes, but sometimes rhythm is disruptive. Sometimes spirit is disruptive. It breaks our rhythms. It pulls us out of our comfort zones. It pulls us out of the norms. Sometimes rhythm is disruptive. Sometimes rhythm can be a reimagining of the work that you're doing in this world and how it impacts others. It could be a story that someone shares or a compliment or an experience that you have, but it's it's... It's this reimagining uh, or re-understanding or returning to how your work impacts the world around you. And you can, like I said, you can experience that through a compliment or through a story or through an experience that you have with another person. But that's rhythm that's calling you back into that space it's that it's that realization of oh yeah that's why i took this job because i actually love when i'm able to help someone i love when i'm able to help someone discover what it is that they were looking for i love being able to provide resources for someone who's in need of resources yeah working at this church is a slog and sometimes there are days where I have to replace the Wi-Fi line and I have to deal with a leak in the roof and I have to deal with Betsy from down the street who's complaining about her neighbor's cats. But then sometimes I get to preach and that, oh, that's the stuff. Or sometimes I get to have a moment of counseling Oh, that's the stuff, that point of connection, that returning or that reimagining of the purpose of your work. That's rhythm. That's spirit. That's source. That's that centeredness or rootedness or alignment. Sometimes rhythm says, yeah, there's not a map, but follow your heart. Follow your curiosity. Follow your intuition and see where it leads because... Often that's where the interesting stuff of life is anyway. So what if no one has done this before? It's in your heart. Follow it. Mm. 
Mm, mm, mm. <sighs> Sometimes rhythm expects us to take a leap or step into the unknown. Like I said, rhythm can be disruptive. It can be so disruptive to take that step into the unknown. Other times, rhythm calls us to come even closer to the heart of what it is that we're already doing or where we already find ourselves. Sometimes it's not necessarily about taking a step out, but it's about taking a step in. Allowing yourself to be fully in that place, in that moment, in that work. These are just a few examples. And ultimately, you're the one who has to discern where rhythm is pulling you where spirit is pulling you, what centeredness and alignment is doing to you. You're the one who has to discover where that centeredness or rootedness or alignment is in the first place. I can't answer any of these questions for you. This is the work that you have to do. But the reason I share this with you all is to say that there's hope. I'm going to be... I'm. I'm going to be honest with each and every one of you. I wrapped that podcast episode with the naked pastor and I had nothing. Absolutely nothing. I had no one that I wanted to interview. I had nothing that I wanted to say. So I, I took a break and then that break got pushed back another couple weeks. And then another couple weeks after that. And then, oh, well, it's almost Christmas. So let's wait until after Christmas. And then Christmas ended. And then I was like, huh, I got all this other stuff that I'm worrying about. I've got all this other stuff that I'm freaked out about. I've got all this other anxiety and stress and depressive stuff that I'm working through. So I don't have time for that. I can't carry all that. I got to that point where it was like, how do I start this engine again? But there's hope. There's always hope. You, whoever you are, whoever's listening to this, You have important shit to do in this world. Your work is important. Your worth is important. Maybe what you need is a word of encouragement. And if that's the case, keep going. Don't stop. And even if you did stop, even if you did what I did where you just took seven months off and sort of just went AWOL from your life, from your work, it's never too late. It's never too late to find centeredness, to find rootedness, 
and to allow yourself to be sucked into and invited into that rhythm once again. Don't ever let yourself tell yourself that it's too late. It's never too late. It's never too early either. It's just there waiting for you to participate in. That's all I got for you today. I hope it was helpful. And I hope that you're I hope that you are able to not only figure out what's going on that you might not be able to start your engine, but I hope that you find that centeredness and that rootedness and that you hear that call of rhythm and that you throw yourself fully into it. Whether your engine is entirely pristine and polished or if it feels like your engine is just duct taped together, I'll tell you what my engine feels duct taped together right now. But whatever, wherever you're at, I hope that as you move through this beautiful life of yours, that you're able to return to that place of rootedness and alignment again and again and again and again as you continually go through these cycles of life and growth and the process of becoming. Peace and love, y'all.